You know, it takes a while to get past those names. <laughs> I'd like to see some of you name your children. Zerubbabel. I love that name. The rebuilder of the temple, Zerubbabel. So we come to this Sunday before Christmas and we hear stories in the book of Hebrews and we hear this list of names in uh, the gospel text of Matthew and in Luke if you go back to Luke you see it goes all the way back to Adam the list of names uh, so what what is this for us today I think it's important to understand first and foremost that God is about community we, we are about community. The Christian church, the Christian people, the people of God are all about community. And what you heard in the epistle were stories of your ancestors. You know, I was with a family uh, uh, two weeks ago that has gone through a lot of tragedy, a lot of difficult struggles. And we cried together a bit over some of the things that had happened in their life. And then one Sunday afternoon before I left, this was back in Illinois, uh, we started telling stories about relatives, funny stories. Stuff about how, you know, Aunt Jane makes soup and burps after she... Just stories about family, people, and they just laughed. And we had a great time. I told them about my mother, how she's just a little pistol. You know, 87 years old, she's a pistol. Get out of the way. Sit down. Do this. Do that. I love it. It's great. Stories about family. That's what you heard. Stories, the scriptures are about your family. This isn't something we're disconnected from. It's something we're connected to. You know, we, we, we tend to miss this. This is such a powerful Sunday when we hear the stories of all the saints that have gone before us, the ones that were faithful, the ones that struggled, the ones that repented, the ones that, that saved nations, that rose, rose uh, helped people be raised from the dead, the prophets who who carried the word of God through the nation of Israel. Some were stoned. Some were sawn in two. You have a relative that was sawn in two. His name's Isaiah. Wow! Be excited about these things. These saints are people that you are related to. This Sunday is about family. This Sunday is about community. At the very end of all that we heard in Hebrews, these very important words come to us from St. Paul. And all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. How is their perfection going to be realized? You know how? By us joining them. 
by us becoming a part of the family. They're not perfected apart from us, apart from you, Sidney. They need you to perfect them. David, they need you to perfect them. It's family that we're talking about today. This is such a powerful lesson for us. And the names, you know, because while I was preparing myself for this, I was just rejoicing at all the names. These are relatives. You know, I got Grandpa and Grandma Spire. I've got George and Augusta, George and Augusta Spire. I've got a whole list of people that I pray for that are part of this life in my family. You just heard your family genealogy. All of them. Wow. All the way back to your father, Abraham who's the father of many nations. We even sing a song. Father Abraham had many sons. Don't sing it. (laughs) And many sons had father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. That's because you're connected. That's because it's about family today. And, and, And then we're going to see this incredible event begin to happen in the front of us, how God is going to come to family, come to his family. So, God is about community. We must understand that that's what this Sunday is about. And community begins with Trinity. That's why God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. For God cannot be community. God cannot be loved without loving someone. So the Father loves the Son and the Spirit. The Son loves the Father and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit loves the Father and the Son. They're a community of love. Our community, beloved, starts with the image of the Holy Trinity. That icon over there of the hospitality of Abraham is a beautiful picture of community around a table. If you'll notice, there's a chair missing. Guess whose it is? It belongs to you. You sit with them. You sit with them. We see community built in the Old Covenant. We see it built around the law of Moses and how he, he, the community was given not just Ten Commandments. When you begin to read the book of Leviticus, you begin to see that the nation of Israel was taught uh, not only the Ten Commandments, but how to worship. They were taught how to eat, when to eat. What to eat? What to eat with what? How to wash the things after you ate the things? It's very powerful, but what was that about? That was about community. Building a community. And then we see, for our sakes, we see community all around us, all the time. We see it in our prayers. There's a great line in the marriage service. It says, the prayers of parents establish the foundation of houses. Family, all about family. We see prayers in the prayer book for relatives, friends. We see prayers for the sick, prayers for our homes. And you begin to understand when you listen to the prayers of the church, they're not, a, they're not in the pronoun I. You know what they're in the pronoun? We. Because it's about family. We are beloved 
as is described by Father Alexander Schmemann, a Eucharistic community. A community around the chalice, but it were a community around that chalice. So we need to understand and get a hold of this idea that we are about a family. And that's just not this family in this building. It's this family on these walls. It's that family in that genealogy. It's the family of God. There's a line in uh, the, the priest prays before we sing the Trisagian hymn. It says, Through the intercessions of the Holy Theotokos and of all the saints who, have been, who, who from the beginning of the world have been well-pleasing to you. The priest prays with the intercessions of all the saints from the beginning of the world. That means Adam and Eve. So we, we rejoice in today in this sense of community. So, God then looks down upon his community 2,000 years ago and begins to see how disconnected they are and decides in his love for mankind that he's going to humble himself, condescend to become man to reconnect the community in him. So he takes the form of a servant so that we can be freed from our sin and he becomes a baby and he grows up and then we unite, are united to him in holy baptism. So we are a community because we are united together in Christ. You know, our struggles... You know, sometimes we, we struggle and we look at our sin and we, we say, I am angry, I am uh, envious, I am greedy, I am uh, slothful. You know what the first problem is? It's not that you've sinned. It's that you've strayed from Christ. It's that you're no longer in Him. So our struggles aren't that we would find uh, our way uh, out, out of anger is to find our way back to be united to Christ, to find that quiet place in us where Christ dwells so that we can then operate virtuously. We operate virtuously because we're in Him, not because we're virtuous. Have you ever tried to be kind? Have you ever fought anger by trying to be kind? Ever, ever try to be kind? I'm just going to be kind. You ever try that? It doesn't work. It's because you're, you, the first solution is to be in Christ, to repent of your anger, to be in Him. To be in Christ is to be kind. To be in Christ is to be loving. To be in Christ is to be generous. To be in Christ is to be diligent. Our problem is not that we are sinners. The problem is that we are not in Christ and we don't spend our time with Him, in Him. So I would encourage you, when you have a moment of quietness, is allow your mind to quiet down a bit and descend in your heart and be with Christ. Just be with Him. And you'll find your life will begin manifest virtue in Christ.
So, our community disconnected, it's reconnected in Christ. We are a community of people, uh, and we're full of people who, uh, who have uh, disappointed us. Raise your hand if anybody uh, in your life has disappointed you. Everybody's, you better, everybody better be up. Raise your hand if I've disappointed you. No, no, don't do that. Because <laughs> I know I have. Lots of years, lots of disappointments. So God gives us something in relationship to this that's so critical for us, and it's the gift, beloved, of forgiveness. When we are disappointed, when we struggle with disappointments, we must first and foremost forgive and struggle to forgive. Don't let anger come in. Don't let resentment come in. Don't let bitterness come in. You've got to fight to forgive. You know how many times God says to do it? Seventy times seven. I understand my wife says I'm about at 400. So i got about, uh, what, 49 left or so. I'm going to use those very carefully. What that means is eternally. What it means is forever. Whenever you are offended, you forgive. This is, this is life. This is the Christian life. It's the only way we can live in community. It's the only way. The other way is you just have to leave. You have to separate. Because you can't do it. You can't live in the context of family. You can't live in the context of a church community without forgiving. Because you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be offended. We are fallen people. But forgive. I remember uh, years ago we were taught um, about family history. And if you wanted to stop the momentum of family sin, there was only one way to do it. You had to forgive the person. If you didn't forgive it, guess what was going to happen? That sin is going to be given to your children. If you don't forgive, if I've got something against my father and mother, I've got to get rid of it. Because if I don't get rid of it, it goes on to my children. And if they don't get rid of it, guess what? It goes on to their children. So forgiveness is such a critical thing. And I remember there was so much freedom in our community once we did that. Once we understood it wasn't about blaming our parents, it was about forgiving them. Freedom. Freedom. Community is found, beloved, in forgiveness. And we also, in community, are full of people who have, uh, we have disappointed. Raise your hand if you ever disappointed anybody. Okay, so we're all on the same page here. If you've disappointed somebody, you need to make amends. In the, in the prayers before communion, it says, if, you have, if, some, if your brother or sister has ought against you, you should leave your gift at the altar and go take care of it. You should go take care of it. Proverbs says, do not let sun set on your anger. Settle it with your brother, says the Lord, before you go to the judge and the judge throw you in jail and 
throws away the key. Beloved, we need to make amends with anybody that we have offended. And if, if sometimes you can't do it. Sometimes there's distance, there's struggle, the offense is, is long-term, there are issues. But I will tell you what I would encourage you to do is to begin to pray about it. Pray for that person. That person gets to the top of the prayer list. The top of the prayer list. And you start praying, Lord, help me make amends. Help me solve this problem. And you beg God to help you. Uh, there's two incidences in my life. I remember uh, I did a, a, a very unkind thing to a lady one time and uh, apologized to her, but she struggled uh, with it. And uh, so I prayed day, day after day after day. I still pray for her. And uh, there used to be at the corner, when you came off of uh, La Cumbra, exit and turn left, there used to be no stoplight there. And if you wanted to turn left and there was any traffic, it took you forever. I mean, one car, it used to take you forever. Well, I was on La Cumbra driving on the road, and the, and the cars were stopping and waiting, and I decided in an odd moment to be kind uh, to somebody. So I stopped and let the person go. It was the lady I was praying for. And we met eye to eye. It was because I was praying for her. We made a little amend, a little amendment there. And the other day I was uh, walking and uh, someone else that I've offended. <laughs> I've got a lot of these people in my life. <laughs> and I've been praying hard for, for this person. And uh, we just bumped into each other in a very beautiful way and uh, had a nice conversation that began to amend the issue. Why? Because I prayed for her. I'm sure she for me. But God will do this. God will help amend it. You know, we have a thousand plans and many of them don't work. But if you have an issue with somebody, pray for that person. Pray God help make amends for that. So, we have many things that help us uh, develop and grow as a community. Uh, but today, we rejoice in the community where Christ is the light, is the sun. Where Mary is the queen and our brothers and sisters are, are the saints, our brothers and sisters. So let us rejoice today in family. Let us uh, connect with uh, Adam all the way up to Joseph. And for all the New Testament saints and all of us together, rejoice, for we are about to celebrate the birth of our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.